What's up everybody, I am Purpose Williams and this is the very first episode of your favorite podcast, Something Like Sunday School, where we will be reading about and discussing the people of the Bible. Uh, I like to uh, remind myself that these are people and I don't like to call them characters because it gives us this mythical, fictional uh, element and these are actual people. The Bible is a non-fiction, a non-fictional account of uh things past and things to come so I like to say people so that's just a just a little bit about me and my meticulousness concerning uh saying things that will remind us that these are uh actual people um this podcast came about for a couple of reasons uh, if you're anything like me I grew up uh, I'm a Christian who grew up in church so uh Sunday school uh, was a very big part of uh my childhood church sure at temple of god under the leadership of uh, the late great elder andrew christopher and um it was one of the most beautiful foundations uh that any christian i know could <laughs> ever have and i say that um probably not standing on that uh sunday school taught us a lot about uh, the people of the bible it taught us a lot about scripture it was um it, and it was interesting it was not uh, boring as people you know will think and a lot of Christians now a lot of new Christians rather are people who grew up unchurched so uh, it kind of leaves a, a leaves a void of knowing um, what's going on as far as when a sermon references uh, people of the Bible so um, I was talking to my first lady um, lady Michandia Robinson uh, right right Christian Center Church and uh, we were just you know talking about a couple of things and also my pastor mentioned it uh, Dr. Vincent Robinson about um, people not knowing sometimes who he's talking about uh, when he's uh, preaching so uh, this is you know basically uh, has a lot to do with how this podcast came about but I am a person who loves um, reading anyway and I find the bible is just so so interesting it's so juicy it's delicious like i like to uh, call it and uh you know everything you need and if you're a soap opera kind of person the bible is for you and i know that sounds strange but i mean if you are reading about these people's lives and the things that they went through the things that they discovered there's triumph there's tragedy there is i mean every scope of whatever you would be looking for is is in the bible it's, it's insane but you know i love it and uh i tend to read from the king james version of the bible i find the <laughs> the writing majestic i like the other versions but um king james is definitely my favorite version of the bible um i will encourage you since we are in class air quotes to get your bible you know you gotta have your book when you go to class you know what i'm saying and uh if you don't you know read along with me while we're reading now you can uh you know do your thing pause it stop it pause it or uh, stop it completely and go back and read for yourself which i encourage you to do because i'm not gonna read um everything of course for the sake of time for a lot of things but more so purposely to make you go back and and read it yourself <laughs> so that you can you know you can get it i can tell you the cake is good all day but until you know you put it in your mouth then you know how good it is so you know, i encourage you to go back and read it you you might even hear me uh turning pages because i have my bible in front of me and some other books uh, so the first person we're gonna read about on, on the podcast is joseph and this joseph is the son of jacob 
and Rachel, not the uh, not the earthly father of Jesus. Uh, the thing that's interesting about the story of Joseph is so many uh, themes in it, but uh, you got sibling rivalry, you got um, uh, favoritism, <laughs> I mean, all kinds of things. And a lot of things conspired uh, about Joseph's life because of uh, favoritism shown towards him out of all his siblings. And uh, if you have children, I work with children. I don't have any, but I work with them. So I, they're mine too. But uh, a lot of things uh, come about for just, you know, how you treat children in general. So even if you take a group of adults and you purposely show favoritism to one person, it will create a rift. I mean, it, it just happens, but I'm getting too too far ahead of myself. So let's, let's read. You will find um, Joseph's story in Genesis 39 chapter is where it begins. So let's read. It says, and uh, I'm going to start around, let's see. I'll start around the third verse. We'll be skipping around, but uh, once you get your Bible, uh, you can read the whole story. So let's get started. It says, now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. There it is. <laughs> there it is already. Straight away, we find out how Joseph feels. I mean, how Jacob feels about Joseph in uh, comparison to how he feels about his other children. Not saying that he didn't love them, but we find out that he loves him more. Says he loved them more than all his children. But his, his was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. Now, of all the children he has, he only makes one coat. That's insane, right? <laughs> and he makes it of many colors. And when his brother saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably about him. Man, I mean, can you imagine that? They hate this man so much that even in their conversations with each other about him, they can't they can't even say nothing good about him. And it's basically because of the favoritism from his father. Not that Joseph is a bad guy, but because he is elevated by his father, you know, from all of them. And Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it his brethren. And they hated him even more. So Joseph has these dreams, right? He's a dreamer. And uh, God's given him the uh, gift of interpretation as well. But these first two dreams, he tells his brothers, basically, it's about him reigning over them. So, of course, they already hate this man's guts. They already hate him. And <laughs> the fact that to them that he would have the audacity to tell them about these dreams, about him reigning over him, made them hate him <laughs> even more. And it says, let's, let's continue reading. When they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. They hate this man so much that they conspired to kill their own brother. And they said one to another, behold, this dreamer coming. Here this man come, him and his dreams. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know, it's just, here it is. Um, Joseph has a gift. And his brothers hate him so much that they can't even appreciate uh, the gift that God has given him. They hate him and his gift, hate him and his dreams. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him 
and cast him into some pit, and we will say some evil beast have devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. And their brother Reuben, Reuben, when I went back and reread the story, he's the only one who uh, kind of has more of a conscience uh, concerning his brother, and he doesn't necessarily feel as strongly, he doesn't feel the hate as strongly as, as the rest of his brothers. It says, and Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. So Reuben kind of <laughs> kind of goes along with them to them you know in their mind but all along he plans to come back and get his brother and take him you know back to their father um do you think let's see now we can stop right there do you think that uh reuben will be successful in trying to rescue his brother um let, let's read let's let's continue to read and let's find out Let's pick up at Genesis, uh, the 37th chapter in the 26th verse. Let's read. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. Let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brethren were content. So, so Judah... He was like, let's not kill this man. I mean, he, he still is our flesh and blood. This man really is our brother. But if we're going to plot against him, we might as well make some money off of him. <laughs> I mean, that's still, you know, that's still crazy. But, you know, it says that his brothers were content with that. They didn't want to kill him. They was going to sell him, at least for their troubles. I guess they felt like they was going to make a, a few, little, few little shekels or a few little pieces of silver. They might as well make some money from them. Let's keep reading. Then there passed by Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. Mm. And they brought Joseph into Egypt. Now, after they didn't sold this man, they go and have lunch. <laughs> you have so just sold your brother. And you, you, you so chill and so content with it that you decide to go have lunch. That... That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. So they sold this man. Now he's on his way to Egypt. We're in uh, in thirty nine Genesis thirty nine. So Joseph finds himself in Egypt, and he is he is in the house. Well, he's not in the house yet. Let's just read it. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him on the hands of the Ishmaelites which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. That's the part of the story I like to call the guarantee. Now you think about all these things that Joseph is, is going through at the, at the hands of his own brother. He sold into a, a different um, place. It's not his hometown. But look at it. After all that has happened, the guarantee says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Uh, if you read, I, I thought that was so strange. You know, all these crazy things are happening to him. And it still says the Lord was with Joseph. That was, um, <laughs> at first it was one of the strangest things that stuck out to me. Then it just became so, uh, so beautiful. 
Let's read. Let's get to it. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. <laughs> a prosperous man <laughs> after he's sold by his brothers into a whole nother place. The Bible refers to him as a prosperous man, and that the Lord was with him. Let's see. Let's see if the, pre- uh, the scripture proves it. And it says he was in the house of the master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper (laughs) in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him, talking about uh, Pharaoh, and he made him overseer. Pharaoh makes this man overseer over his house and all, (laughs) and all that he had put into his hands. (laughs) Look, the guarantee is working. It said that the Lord was with him, that he was prosperous. So much so that he gets the attention of the Pharaoh. And the Pharaoh gives him power. It's insane. And I love it. It's insane. And I love it. And Joseph found grace in his sight. And he served him and made him oversee over his house and all that he had put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Sound like when the Bible says, uh, when he goes well with the saints, the city rejoices. <laughs> it's just so good. He just proves himself over and over again. We'll read it again. And it came to pass from the time that he made him overseer in his house. And over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hands. This man relinquishes power over to what a man that came over as a slave. <laughs> I'm trying to get y'all to understand. I mean, it's just juicy to me. It's good. <laughs> it's delicious. This man comes over as a slave well because the lord was with him the bible says he was a prosperous man he is given power <laughs> i'm talking about power power not a little bit of power <laughs> but power power <laughs> and he left all that he had in joseph's hand and he knew not all he had save the bread which he did eat this man's giving him so much power that he don't even <laughs> know what's going on he just want to eat <laughs> That's all he got to be concerned about. That is insane. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. <laughs> Man, that is so good. Say so he was a goodly person and well favored. Now here we come across a little scandal. You know it ain't a story. If we don't, you ain't got scandal. And let's let's see what happens now. So Pharaoh, I mean uh, Joseph, is in Pharaoh's house and he has all this power. Now you know. Some people are attracted to power. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And she spake. We're talking about Pharaoh's wife now. And she spake unto him. She's talking to Joseph. According to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which they had brought unto us came in to, unto me to mock me. Now, the best story on this is uh, Joseph. I would imagine he was handsome, especially with the power. It adds to it or whatever. So Pharaoh's wife, she finds herself attracted to Joseph. And I'm sure as, you know, as, as queen or whatever, she's used to getting her way. You know, it's no, it's not even, 
not even any telling how many men she hadn't come on to, but she now has her eyes on Joseph. <laughs> but Joseph does something that surprises her, and <laughs> she he refuses her advances. So she so much so she was so bold that she was trying to rip this man's clothes off. So to escape her man, he he just comes on out of the shirt. That girl is, I mean, she's bold. I mean, I was at um, the Maze Conference uh, thrown by my, um, well, hosted by my first lady uh, every year. It's a women's empowering conference, uh, a women's empowerment conference. Uh, Pastor Sarah Connor was here, and she said something that uh, stood out to me so, um, so much. I had never uh, thought about it before. She was like, all the women of the Bible. No matter if they were doing good or bad, they were bold in what they did. And this girl right here, she is bold, man. She's like, she's not even taking a no for an answer. She's trying to make this man come out of his clothes. Or well, he does to escape. So because she's offended or whatever, maybe she got caught with the clothing in there or whatever. She tries to cover herself. Let's let's see what she did. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew, she's talking to Pharaoh now. The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in to me to mock me. She's a liar. My God. It came to pass as I lifted my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled out. <laughs> and it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife. Naturally, he takes his wife's side, whether it's the truth or not. And she apparently had so-called evidence of something that went down. And it wasn't even like that. Let's see what he does. And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. He's mad. He's pissed off because he, he thinks, man, I've taken this slave and I've given him all this power. And this man trying to get my wife and try to do it forcibly. So he's mad. Let's see what he does. And Joseph's master took him and put him in prison. In place, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in that prison. So Joseph, he's in prison now because of the lies of uh, Pharaoh's wife. So let's see, let's see if the guarantee holds up. So we, we still hear that in the scripture says, but the Lord was with Joseph still even after all this is going on the guarantee rises up again but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison Joseph is in prison in the king's prison but the guarantee rises up again it said but the Lord was with him his man got favor everywhere he go he was with him. He didn't gave him favor in the, in the eyes of the prison guard. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand. Man, every time, every time Joseph gets somewhere, he goes in in prison. But he comes out with the power. The power is relinquished to him. <laughs> That's that guarantee, man. <laughs> and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand. Look, and every time, the people that relinquish the power, they don't even think about it. They just give it to Joseph. Whatever whatever he had, whatever Joseph say, it go. Because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. There it is again. He said he was a prosperous man. There it is again. Uh, 
while he's in prison, he meets other prisoners, of course. And there are two prisoners in particular, the butler and the baker. Now we're in Genesis 40. And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. So anytime you mess over Pharaoh, or he thinks you mess him over, automatically he's going to put you in that prison. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them inward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with him, and he served them. And they continued a season in war. And they dreamed a dream. Oh, here we go again now. We may have forgotten about the gift uh, dream interpretation that Joseph has. Even in prison, he is about to uh, use that gift. Let's see what happens. And they dreamed a dream, both of them. Each man his dream in one night. Each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them. And behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. So we're going to start right there. This is going to be <laughs> the end of our first episode. I hope you have enjoyed it so far. Sometimes I get excited and I laugh and I ramble. But, you know, it's, it's just so good to me. And I just want to uh, just to convey the goodness of it and just to convey the meaning, you know, try to make it as enjoyable to other people as it is to me but i want you to go you got homework of course this was a class so you got homework yeah don't don't groan and complain about it it's good <laughs> get your bible get your bible and read but we're going to start right here on the second episode we will continue the story of joseph and we're going to see what happens with those dreams. And we're going to see if the guarantee continues to hold up throughout the life of Joseph. That is it for this day, for this class, for this episode. We'll see you next time. Don't remember, don't forget <laughs> to get your Bibles. Do your homework. We're going to talk about it next week. We'll see you next time.